Good morning and welcome to Wavemakers with Janet and Tom, a weekly conversation with people making a difference in the Tampa Bay region. I'm Janet. And I'm Tom. Uh, And handling the board for us today is John Dunn and answering the phones is Irene. If you want to join a conversation, you can call us at 813-239-9663 and Irene will get you through to us. You can also email us at dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. Today we are talking all things recycling with a couple of local experts who are going to tell us the do's and don'ts of this increasingly complicated exercise in environmental stewardship. A lot is changing, and it's hard to keep up. Recycling is relatively new, and it's still evolving. Tampa has had curbside recycling for more than 30 years, while St. Petersburg started its curbside program only eight years ago. Polk County, meanwhile, plans to end curbside recycling next year. Meanwhile, Pinellas is considering changes aimed at reducing the amount of waste that goes to the landfill and incinerator. Pinellas commissioners will discuss options on Thursday. If you're like Tom and me, you probably wonder what to recycle, uh, what you can and what you can't. What's just trash? What can you recycle? Uh, Joining us to talk about that and anything else you want to know about recycling is Stephanie Watson, Program Manager for Recycling and Outreach Programs in Pinellas County. Welcome to Wavemaker, Stephanie. Thank you so much. And also with us today is Daniel Gallagher, Recycling Coordinator for Hillsborough County. Welcome, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me. And you guys, I'm so glad to have you guys here because I find myself really confused these days about what I can recycle and what I can't. I was putting all my plastic stuffs in there, and then they're like, oh, no, you can't put the lids from the bottles, or this goes, this doesn't. And I find myself actually just swimming in plastic and how do I get rid of it? What do I do with it? Um, Our listeners cover several counties and cities, and they all have different rules. So that's also part of what makes it confusing. Um, That's one of the challenges that they face all over the country because we have about 20,000 local governments with 20,000 different approaches to recycling. That is a lot. Um, So let's start with this. What are the most significant changes you have seen in recycling in recent years? And Daniel, let's start with you. Yeah, that's a great question. So every day there's new products on the shelves, but more or less the recycling programs haven't changed. We still stick to the traditional plastic bottles and jugs, the paper, the cardboard, the soda cans and glass. But we're increasingly seeing more types of plastic and multi-layer film packaging. Um, Everyone's online shopping. They come with the uh, layered bubble wrap on the inside of the envelopes. So it's definitely important to check your local rules because they do vary by jurisdiction. So it's important to recognize, yes, it can be confusing, but... If, as long as you check your local rules, call your, your program coordinator. We're always happy to answer those questions, and that's our job. And what about you, Stephanie? What, what are you seeing? I would completely agree with what Danny just said. I would say that in Hillsborough and Pinellas County, we try to make recycling really easy for residents. We know people come over to Tampa to go to concerts where they might live in Pinellas. And so we have pretty much the same rules across Tampa Bay. And uh, we have a great um, recycle guides in Hillsborough and Pinellas. Um, and they're really simple rules. And we say, when in doubt, leave it out. You know, not all items are recyclable. Not all items should be recycling or should be recycled. So um, 
So yeah, totally yeah. Danny. That's a new phrase that I've heard over the last couple of years in recycling. I used to just think about that as commas. That's what we did in as, as a writer, like when in doubt, leave it out, don't put the comma in. But now you're talking about that <laughs> recycling, when in doubt, leave it out. But anyway. Um, but I've also heard that if it's smaller than your fist, throw it out. Right. Is yes. that, is that a, a good rule of Thumb? Yeah, that's another rule of thumb. If it's too small, we can't literally recover it in our machines as well as it could get jammed. So if as long as it's bigger than your fist, we should be able to recover it. Well, we're going to go through um, some stuff. Tom and I brought some things in from our recycling bags that there are things that we wonder about. I literally if, went through the recycling bin this morning. If any of you out there, if you are listening and you have questions about recycling, go ahead and give us a call, 813-239-9663, or send an email to dj at wm nf.org and um, we can answer your questions but let's start with that this is one of my da favorites daniel mentioned getting stuff in the mail and the bubble lined um envelopes yes. yeah. we have this one right is here. an amazon uh package uh that is a, like a plastic envelope with like bu and tiny it, bubble wrap and it's in got it. this recycling uh thing on at the bottom you know remove paper label before recycling store drop you know so can i do this can i recycle this Great question. So we're finding increasingly online shopping has become the norm, and these types of envelopes are not recyclable in really any curbside program. Plastic film, stretchy types of plastic are not accepted because they can damage and wrap around our machines. And to your point, there's a giant triangle on it, but if on the inside it said store drop-off, so places like Publix or supermarkets have those little plastic film um, package drop-offs, and they can recycle it for you. But most residents just see the giant triangles and don't think twice and exactly. just recycling it. So we'll so talk a little... So yeah, uh, also not recyclable in Pinellas? Also not recyclable in Pe Pinellas. Is it recyclable somewhere? Well, to have the... Can I see the... See it real quick? <laughs> the, very the specific here about this. Uh, so there's a label on it called howtorecycle.info and the How to Recycle group talks to our recycling sorting facilities across the nation and... These items would have to be recyclable in sixty percent of the programs to earn this symbol. So somewhere, maybe, Somebody. but not in Pinellas or Hillsborough. Gotcha. Okay, right. so well, that's the one. Uh, let's continue to go through this uh, package of delights here. Um, this is a, a large uh, egg container. It's uh, big enough to hold twenty eggs because it's, it's a flat. It's it's purple and it's. <laughs> it looks to me like it's kind of like cardboard, but I can't really tell what it's made. Toss it or recycle it. Well, if it's made out of paperboard or a fiber, we can definitely recover it. Um, but always, when in doubt, leave it out. If it's expanded polystyrene um, foam or like styrofoam, many people call it, that would not be accepted in our curbside program. Which is a lot of the uh, eggs by the dozen would come in And Stephanie, that, so. same with you. Yes, and if you ever have a question in Pinellas about something that's not on the cover or recycle guide and you want information about reuse or disposal recycling options, go to our Where Does It Go search tool. It's an online search tool. It has 400, over 400 items, and you can type in the item, find out what to do with it. And if it's not there, you can suggest it to us and we'll add, add it. And, you know, I was, a lot of times you go to places and they have bins for you to sort. We can talk about that sorting later. But I was just in Colorado at a place where they don't depend on consumers to sort. They just say, leave your stuff here. We will sort it for you, which is because that's confusing. So I have another, this is a favorite um, I have bought a bunch of jasmine ground cover um, yesterday at Lowe's, and I have all these little um, black plastic containers that had jasmine in it, um, and as well as the little plastic um, uh, 
tag that tells me that I paid two ninety eight for this jasmine. So, um, as, are both none of these recyclable? So a plastic plant pot like that, it's we our recommendation for plastic is plastic jugs and bottles, and Hillsborough is the same. So we would recommend to leave that out of your recycling bin. One of the things that we find with those is people love to get those from their neighbors and do like seedlings. So that's a great use use opportunity. You can put it on OfferUp or Facebook Marketplace and have a neighbor come and grab it, and they can germinate. So I should take all of those out of our garbage can and put them on. I don't know. Yeah. I would put them on next door, but I might get attacked by my neighbors for that. So So um, plastic jugs and bottles. That's for a rule of thumb for plastic. What we, about... We have, you mean, let's just go through this. So I, I brought a couple. Uh, sparkling plain water. That is a plastic jug or bottle, and, and that can go in your what about the top? Great question. Yes, to cap or not to cap. Uh, <laughs> so in Hillsborough County, in our curbside program, if you live in unincorporated county, you have a blue recycling cart. We do allow caps on our bottles to be recovered and recycled. Don't try to recycle the caps separately. That goes to that smaller than your fist kind of rule. Um, but we do accept caps in Hillsborough County. But based on your jurisdiction, it can depend. I know City of Tampa, for instance, does not want caps on their bottles and jugs. Okay. And Pinellas, we recommend that you leave them off. And um, to Danny's point, if the, they, we often see them as litter and they end up in litter or they end up uh, in the glass and we want the glass to be successfully recovered. So we recommend to leave them off. But that's really the only main difference between Hillsborough and Pinellas. We're more probably collectively concerned about plastic bags, not bagging your recycling or leaving plastic bags and plastic film out of your recycling bin. Like the plastic bags you would get at uh, the grocery store. Yes, because yeah. okay. those can cause uh, issues when they get to the recycling sorting facilities. Well, speaking of that, I have one here that it's not a plastic bag. It's a shopping bag. It's made of paper, 100% recycled paper, it says. Uh, this bag is 100% recyclable. But I pause because if uh, I'll show it to you guys. It has a string handle. And I wonder if that would cause problems for your sorting machines. Yes. So for those paper bags, I would recommend ripping off the handles. Oh, okay. And okay. placing those. In, you know, now that I'm looking at them, you could maybe tie a package with them or it could be decoration, but place the handles. Okay, Stephanie, so I like your approach that, that we're reusing. <laughs> we're reusing. Reuse yeah. well, and, <laughs> and then recycle the bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now um, here's another one. I often wonder about these kinds of things. So... It is uh, my smoke alarm packaging. I bought a new smoke alarm, and it came in a packaging, and it's got both cardboard and a plastic uh, holder for the, for the smoke alarm. Toss or recycle? So what I do is I take the plastic insert out, and I put that, place that in the garbage, and then I put the paper in the recycling. Ah, How about right. Okay, yeah. and now let's go pull in one of those pieces of mail. That's always... Go. No, the one of the mail that has the plastic window in front. What do we do with the mail with the plastic window? So here's one I got uh, just yesterday. It's a pretty good size envelope, a white envelope, but it has a cellophane uh, opening that shows you, you know, the address and stuff like that. Toss or? Junk mail is accepted in our curbside recycling program, even with the little plastic windows. Similar with like pasta boxes, you can see right through. You can definitely help with pasta boxes by ripping off that cellophane window. But with junk mail, that little bit of plastic is okay. Well, it's technically, it's not junk mail, but I treat it like junk mail. <laughs> um, and I don't even have to take it out of the envelope. I can just go ahead and put that in the recycling. Uh, now, what about this uh, nice box of uh, organic original water crackers from Whole Foods? Um, 
toss or recycle? It's a that looks like a classic recycle. This looks thing. like a classic recycle. Classic recycle. Classic yes. okay. paperboard. I do find resins sometimes are confused between paperboard and cardboard and paper. So car- cardboard being your boxes that you get, you know, right at your door. Paperboard like your cereal boxes, pasta boxes, readily recyclable. Okay. And what then, about uh, this big bottle of Buffalo Trace empty bottle? <laughs> so there's a little bit left in it, a tiny bit, but. So if that's a glass bottle, we do accept it in our curbside recycling program, all three colors, amber, green, clear. And as long as it's clean and rinsed and dry, so a little bit. Okay, so that's a question. Yeah. This has a tiny bit. There's probably a teaspoon still left in here. Do Is that ruin it? Does that, do I have to, does that mean that the whole batch is bad and I just ruin the whole block's worth of recycling in my neighborhood? John is suggesting I swig it right now, but. <laughs> <laughs> we want it as At clean. Noon. As clean as possible. As clean, as empty, as dry as possible. A little bit, it's not going to end, end the world, but it, it's it's to protect the program, protect the machines, make sure paper is still clean and dry because we can't recycle wet paper. Okay. Same thing with cans. Uh, here's a, a can of, uh, what is this, the Finnish long drink that a friend of ours brought over the other night. It looks like a classic. Also needs to be cleaned, though? Oh, yes. Yeah. Soda cans, tin cans, metal cans, we accept readily in our curbside program. Make sure they're clean, empty, and dry to be recycled. And then we've got uh, a 32-ounce uh, container. Uh, from Sprouts of uh, non-fat Greek yogurt uh, with a cap. So that's a great example, and it looks like it's actually pretty clean. It's pretty clean. In Hillsborough County, we do recycle those types of containers, yogurt tubs, um, but there are examples like a mayo jar or a peanut butter jar. Yes, that's a readily targeted plastic type of container, but you're never going to clean that enough to actually recycle it, so just toss those in the trash. Okay. Now, one of my favorites... Um, you go to, um, let's just say Publix, and you buy strawberries, blueberries, all sorts of fruits and vegetables, and they come in these plastic, I don't know what you would call them, clamshell containers, right? Um, toss or recycle. In Hillsborough Hillsbury County's curbside recycling program, we do take those types of plastic containers that have the spinach and the berries, even the perforated ones. Um, but some places don't. I know for City of Tampa, example, did just drop those in the past couple of years. So they don't take plastic containers, but they are accepted still in our curbside program. Hillsborough County. Hillsborough but County. Not Tampa. Blue recycling card. And we say Hillsborough County, I want to be very clear. You're talking about the unincorporated areas of Hillsborough County. Yes, unincorporated Hillsborough County, not including. So we don't cover City of Tampa proper, Temple Terrace, or Plant City. We okay. do cover they have them their own in rules. Tampa. Exactly. Right. When it comes to plastic, generally, jugs and bottles, um, and then. Paper, cardboard, cans, and glass, you can feel pretty good about. Maybe stay away from caps and things smaller than a fist because it's just hard to keep track of. Just like you're saying, you change the contract and then you have to check it again and go online again. So just, you know, follow these general rules of thumb um, and that's going to be keep you pretty safe. 90% 90% of the time. Correct. And in Pinellas and probably Hillsborough too, the items that you just listed, Janet, we have been including those in recycling programs for 30 years. So the core items haven't really changed. So, But it, it, let's say in the city of Tampa, I live in the city of Tampa and I wanted to recycle this. Um, That's is there, the strawberry container. This is, I'm sorry. Thank you. This is the strawberry container, the clamshell, I guess. You, and I didn't Local clean it. strawberries, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's from Wish Farms. We love Wish Farms. They're wave makers. Um, so if I put it in the recycling container, is that a, did I just do a bad thing for the city? Yes, that's considered contamination. Even okay. if it's oh. accepted somewhere else, you can Google just about any item. Someone somewhere will tell you it's recyclable, but unfortunately you have to follow the rules dictated by your service provider and your program. So yes, I live in the city. This is going in the garbage can. And then 
One last thing here I wanted to ask you about. So, so does it matter if you get, like, magazines? Or this is more of a, what I'm holding here is a... Um, glossy magazine. A glossy circular for selling me stuff that I don't need. Which I get a lot of in the mail. Let's face it. A lot of this kind of stuff, which I want to recycle. Can I recycle this kind of stuff? Yes. You can put those glossy magazines in your mail and junk mail in your recycle bin. Fantastic. If it feels like paper and tears like paper, it's recyclable. Okay. that's. These are all good things. Uh, We got a lot of um, calls and and emails coming in, so let's get to those. We've got, um, I think I'm saying this right, Katira. Let's start with, we had an anonymous caller who wants to know why all the counties don't have the same recycling rules. So, Stephanie, I think you that's want to a very good question. Start with that. Why isn't it consistent? It's a good question. It really depends on what the leadership wants and what the community wants, and also the type of disposal facilities that they have. In Florida, you have um, ten waste to energy facilities. Hillsborough, City of Tampa, and Pinellas have one of those. So, how you manage garbage is different, and your goals are different, and your vision is different. So, and the state of Florida doesn't mandate how counties manage their waste. It's up well, to the counties. Well, just give them time. Yeah, <laughs> they will. Um, so we've got Katira from Palm Harbor on the line. Um, and uh, Katira, I don't know if I'm saying your name right, but you're on the line. What's on your yeah, mind? That's, yes, that's right. Um, well, I bought this condo over in Palm Harbor um, back in April. Um, and I'm very upset. There is no recycling bins. Um, there's just a dumpster. And um, this is not like one of those high-rise condos. You know, they're all one-story. And um, now the owner had told me, I said, well, there's no recycling bin. And he said, oh, they separate that, right? So, well, they don't because I called the trash company and I called the condo association. I can't, and most of my trash is recyclable. So I'm very upset that it's all going to the dump, right? And so um, I I don't like that. You might have some... Stephanie wants to respond to you, Katira. Yes, Katira, you live in uh, what we call unincorporated Pinellas County, so you're not in an incorporated town or city. So in Palm Harbor, it sounds like you live in a multifamily community and you have one collection area for your community. You are in luck. In in Palm Harbor, there are three free drop-off facilities for recycling. They're managed by the county. And they're at Curlew Retention Pond, John Chestnut Park, and William Dunn. So if those are convenient to you when you're traveling, doing errands, or going to work, you can take your recycling, and we take those materials and send them to be recycled. Um, You can also talk to your uh, property manager or your um, condo association and, you know, maybe advocate for for a recycling program in your community. We can help you with steps to to follow for that. Well, now, we're... We were going to talk about that later, but we did mention it. There are some changes coming to Pinellas County in terms of recycling. Might she benefit from those? They're talking about having um, more universal recycling available in the unincorporated county. Might Katira benefit from that if the county commission approves that? If the county commission directs us to pursue what we would consider like a mandatory recycling uh, ordinance in Pinellas, it would it wouldn't necessarily touch multifamily and commercial um, yet, but it would probably start with single family. So in the meantime, I would say take advantage of those free recycling drop off centers. Great. Does that help, Katira? Well, my only issue, well, is I'm is I'm disabled, and so it's mm. it's hard for me to. And my my car is pretty small too. So it's hard for me to go running around taking this stuff somewhere, you know, it's like, 
Um, that's my issue, too. So I don't know what to do. Um, if, if you want to message us, Katira, at recycle at pinellasdove.gov. <laughs> Sorry, it just changed. Okay. Um, we can help you. We, we usually provide steps, that general steps that you can follow if you're in a homeowners or a condo association to kind of advocate for that in your community. And it might help you. All right. Okay. I'm, I might try that. I don't really have a computer, but maybe a friend can help me. Yes. With that. Um, recycling at PinellasCounty.com. Recycle at Pinellas.gov. Recycle oh, at Pinellas.gov. Thanks for the call, Katira. Thank you. Okay. Um, we got some emails too, including um, from Annie Ellis, who hosts the um, Sustainable, the Sustainable Living. Living Show, one of the best shows on WMNF. And on she Mondays. says, her, the subject line is don't buy plastic. Um, the biggest thing to do is reduce use. Never buy plastic water bottles. Keep reusables. Keep them in your fridge ready to take one with you. Um, thanks for talking about recycling. It's very important. I've been taking my recycling to get it done here in Tampa 30 years before it was picked up. So reduce, reuse, recycle. That's what we say. And Stephanie, you have... Recycle is our last resort, really. And and you have talked about reusing. Will you rip it off? Reuse it. Go ahead. You've got ideas for reusing. As far as reducing goes, it's almost impossible. How do I go buy my um, plants when they're coming in plastic? I want to not use my plastic. I was trying to reuse it. I literally don't, I don't have the storage space to keep all of the plastic, even though I try really hard to reduce. Do you guys have any thoughts on that or advice? Like, oh, so like the refill places, now those refill places are opening up. They don't stay in business. I feel like people aren't frequenting them enough. The one near our house is, you only know, open like only three open days three days a week. You know, so I, I want to do that. Your, in that example, Jana, maybe we should talk a little bit about that because there are businesses springing up like this. And you can take your, uh, say, a laundry detergent container yeah. uh, if it's liquid and then take it to the store and they refill that so you don't get another plastic container that you then have to toss. Right. But how viable is, 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 is that? Is it, so it is literally in order, right? Reduce? Yes, that's what we call the waste management hierarchy. That's um, EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, has set that out as the, the best way to manage waste. So for local government or municipalities, waste reduction not created in the first place because once waste is created, it has to be managed and that can be expensive and it creates pollution. So um, some of the ways, our favorite ways to, to reduce waste is I like to think about whenever I buy something personally, where's this going to be in six months? Am I going to have to clean it? <laughs> is there something else I have? And so taking that first step before you buy something and if you if you absolutely need it, is there another way I can get it? You know, great library, you know, you can borrow mm -hmm. books or whatever. Right. And um, and then the reuse option is really once you have it, what's, what can somebody else use it? And, you know, there's so many um, consignment stores popping up for things like that, clothing, and and, um, and don't forget the consumer advocacy piece. If you if you want to see less packaging, then you, consumers have a lot of voice and they have a lot of ability to change things. So you can advocate to your favorite companies. When you mentioned clothing, uh, doesn't that one of the, like 90% of clothing ends up in landfills or something? There's some huge number about how clothing is so bad for landfills and how much of it is wasted. Yeah, the fast fashion industry is yeah. not uh, not conducive to our waste management and sustainability goals with reducing. So right. 
Um, thrifting, it's important. I know plenty of people that donate to places like Goodwill and thrift stores, but they don't shop at those same places. You like your stuff, right? So I'm sure there's plenty of great things. Everything I wear, it comes from a thrift store. I would uh, you, you you save great. tons of money. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, you. You save tons of money. You, um, you're helping the environment. You're, you're supporting those jobs. Um, and just to give a plug to um, our Reduce Your Use Tampa Bay campaign, if you want uh, examples of how to reduce your waste, if you want to support businesses that are doing the right thing with their waste, we actually do have a zero waste store on there, um, Lufka Zero Waste Store. Yeah. Um, they're one of our, our, our business partners. Um, so you can support it. It's, it's buying with your dollars, too. Uh, voting. It's advocacy, as Stephanie was saying. So go shop at these businesses, support those sustainability goals. And that's Lufka, L-U-F-K-A. There's one on Beta Bay and then one, I think, on... Florida Seminole Heights. in Seminole Heights. But Hillsborough just started, or not just, but has a program uh, partnership with Goodwill. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, again, Goosebumps thinking about it. Um, so we have a new donation program with It's Goodwill. amazing what gets recycling. Forward, <laughs> excited, huh? Uh, uh, our, with Goodwill Suncoast, we actually just started a new donation program at one of our dump sites. We have a community collection center where residents can bring bulky waste, furniture, things that they can't uh, dispose curbside. And we were noticing, wow, there's a lot of quality items ending up in our dump. So we spoke to Goodwill. They set up a donation trailer and we've already diverted over 52,000 pounds wow. of material, 21,000 items saved and rescued. And Goodwill has just been an amazing partner in all this. And so we're already looking to expand to another site. We actually just got an award yesterday from Recycle Florida today uh, about the program. So it's been oh, a really congratulations. tremendous That's um, really great. program. Oh, has that been in the news yet? Uh, I found about it last night, so I'm sure okay. we'll see. We have breaking news breaking on Wavemakers. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Um, uh, let's see. We've got a um, Joellen Schilke asks. She's host of Art in Year on Fridays. Um, you talked about pressuring companies. She says, besides pressuring um, plastic and fossil fuel companies to change their practices, is it better to support new designs for recycling machinery to be able to recycle smaller and a bigger variety of plastic? Or is it better to pressure manufacturers to change what they are using and the shape it is in? So do we need better recycling equipment or do we need um, different materials? Thoughts on that? Okay. Yeah, so in in Tampa Bay region, we we call it a a MRF shed or material recovery facility MRF shed, just like a watershed. All the recyclables in the Tampa Bay region, they flow to primarily two facilities. So those facilities um, were built, the, the state-of-the-art one, the most recent was built in 2012. So they're, they're not super current. They are adapting them with some robotics to do some better sorting, but they're privately run. So it's not like Hillsborough or Pinellas um, government operates those. So we can, through, contra- through our contracts, maybe put some stipulations in there, but those things do move a little slowly. So I would say the answer to that is both. Do both. Do both, yeah. yeah. And and your pro- your listeners probably know, I just want to make a mention about the recycle symbol on plastics. Um, that recycle symbol is, um, it just really means the type of plastic. It does not inform about whether it's recyclable or not. So we just, that's why we advise um, our communities to pay attention to the bottle shapes, plastic bottles and jugs, because lots, all the plastics have symbols on them and they have a recycle symbol around them. We don't control that. That's basically clip art that anybody can put on any product. So um, please just follow your local community rules about plastics. 
Um, we have a, an email from Barbara Heineken, who for a long time um, ran the recycling program at the city of Tampa. And she says, I understand that 30% of what people put in their recycling carts is not recyclable. What are the counties doing to discourage residents from putting non-recyclables in their carts? Oh, that's a good question. I know Barbara personally, so it's great to get a question from her. Um, so referring to contamination, we do find lots of incorrect materials in our recycling bin. Um, there's lots of confusing messaging out there, new products on the shelves, as we discussed. So Hillsborough County has an active recycling education campaign. We do presentations with tons of communities. Please call us, email us at recycling at hillsboroughcounty.org. Schedule a presentation with us. We have tons of promo items, lots of literature. We work with a lot of community partners, Keep Tampa Bay Beautiful, um, University of South Florida to help educate our message. Working with Pinellas County as well, we have a regional campaign. If you live across the Bay, go to tampabayrecycles.org, and it'll have a common messaging and get you to the right recycling page to know what your rules are. Now, can you calculate – this is a good question that our board up, uh, the very good recycled, job, John. recycled John Dunn. Um, <laughs> can, can you calculate the extra cost due to people putting wrong items in recycling? Hmm. Hmm, we've stumped them. It's a good question. There, there's obviously the environmental cost that's not readily calculated, but the contamination that ends up in our recycling stream ends up being rejected. And those loads, so I feel so bad for the residents that put all the right things, and now that load gets rejected, and that ends up taking up already stress capacity at our waste energy facility or ends up in the landfill where it takes up precious space. The landfill has a lifetime, uh, a lifespan on it. And space is a resource. There's only so much room to landfill. So every time we incorrectly recycle or just produce more and more waste, as we are seeing every single year, it takes up more and more space. And no one wants to live by landfill. It smells bad. We have to treat the leachate, uh, treat the gases. So anything we could do to recycle right keeps it out of the landfill. Now, what about cardboard boxes? This is another question from John. Do you have to take the tape off of cardboard boxes before you put it into the recycling? Uh, and you have to break them down. And break them down? Because yes. I, I walk through my neighborhood on garbage collection day, and they're just the recycling bins are just full of full size boxes that they haven't broken down. I feel like doing it myself, but it's yes, just too much work. For that, every recycle bin you walk by, they would probably <laughs> arrest me. Yeah. <laughs> So we recommend to flatten boxes, and just for that reason that you mentioned, Tom, is it creates more room in the bin, not only for the resident to put the recycles in, but in the truck itself. Um, the trucks aren't compacting and crushing because that's, you know, when they go through the sorting facility, they have to kind of maintain their shape. So that mm -hmm. does help save room. So that's why we recommend flattening. And as far as tape, from what I understand, talking to the paper um, facilities that take in paper and make new paper, the tape is not an issue for them. Tape is not an issue. That's that good to hear. Yeah, that I always say if it's an excessive amount, mm -hmm. you want to get rid of it, feel free to rip it off. Um, but definitely flatten your cardboard boxes for sure because they can wedge inside the cart too. I get calls from residents saying, oh, they missed my cart. And we look at the photo taken and it's a car, it's a cardboard box that has wedged and blocked everything from escaping. Mm -hmm. um, we've got an, um, an email from um, Leah Atkins and she wants to know, um, I guess there's probably labels on cans and jars. You don't have to worry about that glue. Um, what about, no, they're shaking their heads, no? I thought everybody could see you shaking your heads. But. No, the labels on cans, jars, uh, glass jars, like pasta sauce jars, that's okay. That'll um, come off in yep. the uh, What about the shiny, highly waxed paperboard, that stuff? Wax, glossy paper, we do not recycle. Um, we do not put that in the recycling bin. And Leah says that I can take my used garden pots back to Lowe's. That oh, excellent. Sometimes you can do that, so that's okay. a good idea. Um Let's see, I've uh, got another email. This is, um, I'm very pro-recycling, but curious 
if our area has enough water to permit adequate washing out of all these containers. <laughs> Probably we do, but that, you know, water too, we also have to be careful with. That's a good question. I don't know if you're going to ask us, Janet. Um, so we just recommend a quick rinse. If, if the item takes a lot, like Danny mentioned, mayonnaise or peanut butter or sometimes pasta sauce, if it takes a lot of resources to get the material out, um, just listeners know, and like in Pinellas and Hillsborough and City of Tampa, we have waste to energy for um, for garbage uh, management. So well, sometimes when I put plastics that don't go in the recycle bin or things like that, I, I just kind of say to myself, this is going to be good fuel. But um, but yeah, it, a quick rinse is all you need. And so int- that's interesting that you say that because one of the things that I hear is we've been talking a lot about just when it out, throw it out. Hillsborough County, I th- what I hear is that it, we have a waste to energy plant so we don't have to feel totally guilty about throwing stuff out? <laughs> well, well, except for the smoke that the incinerator is creating, but go ahead. <laughs> well, the waste energy facility has plenty of air pollution design control systems with um, uh, bag houses and electronic precipitators, but we are at capacity at our waste energy facility. We've been at capacity for many years now, which means we quite literally can't burn the trash fast enough, process it fast enough. So even though it feels good to at least it's being burned, you're getting electricity, we can recover the metals, which is great, better than landfilling. Unfortunately, more and more trash is going to landfill. That's why we need to reduce our waste, reuse as much as we have, then recycle. And so that's an issue in Pinellas County, correct, Stephanie? Let's talk about that because the Pinellas County Commission wants to address that this week with SWEEK, um, potentially to make some changes to the recycling program there to address capacity issues that you're having at your landfill and also waste energy plants. So do you want to tell us about that? Yes, just much like Hillsboro. So in Pinellas, we primarily manage our garbage. 89% of what comes into our facility disposal complex goes to the waste energy facility. We love the waste energy facility. There's only 10 in Florida. It's, it does an excellent job at reducing the amount of garbage. So we get a 90% volume reduction. It's working hard all the time. We're, we're with a steady population growth and the waste that's generated, we are reaching capacity. We may be there, but we predicted, predicted we're going to be there by the 2026. So what the problem with that is that the more garbage hole mm-hmm. without the benefit of volume reduction will go to the landfill. It'll fill up the landfill exponentially quicker. We have a 75 to 80 year Lifespan. A lot of people think that's a long time, but look, it's the average lifespan of an American female. Mm-hmm. You know, as I get older, I realize how much right. shorter of a time that is. Yes. So, so <laughs> we need to preserve that asset. And when you look at what comes into our waste energy facilities, sixty to seventy percent of what comes in could have been recycled, and thirty percent of that is stuff that could have gone in your recycle bin. Now, granted, this is also commercial; it's not just residents. But you see a lot of cardboard boxes. You see a lot of containers that could have been recycled. So what we're trying to do is sustain and stay at where we have. So we're trying to pull out the good stuff that could have been recycled. And so the things that truly need a place to go to for their final burial can come to the waste energy facility. So what we're trying to do is we developed a master plan in 2020. It's a 30-year master plan. We have a vision of zero waste to landfill. That doesn't mean that we expect our community to stop making waste. That's probably not going to happen, but we want to send zero waste to landfill. We send about 250,000 tons to landfill every year. We want to stop doing that. And some of the strategies that we have are to look at our ordinance, our solid waste ordinance, and to also look at what a universal recycling ordinance would look like. And so 
um, the board has adopted our master plan and then we went out to the community, our stakeholders, private haulers, municipalities, the public accounting departments, and we talked to them about all these strategies we have and what are their thoughts on that. We just got finished talking to the public. The public was generally supportive of a universal recycling ordinance and we're going to talk to our board about that tomorrow. Uh, I'm sorry, Thursday at a work session. So what does that mean, universal recycling ordinance? We don't know. We don't know how it would work, but we, what we know is it would be increased participation in the unincorporated areas. The cities have recycling. And what is the situation now in Pinellas? So um, the situation now is garbage and recycling are collected in the towns and cities by by the municipalities, by the towns and cities. And in unincorporated areas, the residents contract directly with a county licensed hauler so when they sign up for garbage collection, they may or may not be signing up for recycling. They may or may not, uh, they, they, they may or may not be signing up for that. So the cities, everybody has garbage and recycling collection. It comes on your service fee. You get a cart. You, there's a pickup date. It's universal throughout yeah. the, throughout whatever the city is, and you want that for the county. Yes. What percentage of um, county residents recycle now? So a single family, and we're talking about single family because those are the ones that have curbside collection, yep. um, 100% of them have access and 80 86% of them participate. And we know that because we do statistically valid surveys about recycling awareness countywide every couple of years, and the participation rate is very high. That's super high. So this master plan would get you be above 86%? Well, we're yeah. hoping the master plan would help us get kind of that same look and feel of what's going on in the towns and cities in the unincorporated area, which is one third of the county. I see. So we just want consistency across the unincorporated and incorporated. So in the unincorporated county, what how many what percentage of people is that where you have the 86% or that Well the 86% is countywide and okay. I believe it was um 11% of those respondents for, were for unincorporated so that's the best information okay. we have Okay I see If you're just joining us uh, we are talking all things recycling today with a couple of experts Stephanie Watson is the program manager for recycling and outreach programs in Pinellas County and Dan Gallagher is the recycling coordinator for Hillsborough County if you'd like to join the conversation, please call us at 813-239-9663 or email us at dj at wmnf.org. Uh, we have a suggestion from uh, one of our uh, listeners who said, Diane says, um, suggests sending out flyers to residents on how to recycle properly. Seems like that would save money compared to all the contaminated bins. Do you do, you do that much? We haven't done a direct mail piece in a while, but direct mail is a great way to get the word out. Um, it's just you're hoping the residents actually read it. And we always ask And then yourself, recycle it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And we always ask yourself, like, when we budget things, what else can we use that money on as costs are just going up, pay, the cost of paper and mailing and postage has gone up. So we always have to ask ourselves, you know, let's do earn free media, let's do social media, things like that that are much more cost effective. I threw so many campaign flyers from the last Tampa uh, election into the recycling <laughs> bin. I'm glad those were... Recyclable. Um, we've got an email from Rich in Brooksville, and he wants to know, is it true that Florida is not approving any more new, I put that in air quotes, he has it in quotes, new landfills with all the masses of people moving here? What is the long-term plan? He says, I thrift, recycle, repurpose, reuse, and I'm a longtime supporter of WMF. That definitely sounds like a WMF supporter. <laughs> um, you're thrifting, recycling, repurposing, and reusing. So what about that? Is it are they not approving new landfills in Florida? I, I haven't heard that. I think right now the 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 plan is that each community or each county 
can determine how they want to manage their garbage. I have not heard that that's happened. I know it's getting more expensive with the permitting to landfill, so that might be what they're referring to. And I love all the different uh, additional R's repurpose and, and all that rot we have. Um, but it, landfilling is getting incredibly expensive. It's not as cheap as it used to be. Everyone just want to throw everything into a landfill now, but it's getting very expensive to site and plan and permit and line and build and construct a, a landfill. So And so, but the incinerators, uh, I think the Pinellas, you're heading toward capa- uh, full capacity. Hillsboro, you're heading in that direction. I think the city of Tampa is in the same situation. And that, that place, that incinerator has been around for, I don't know, what, 40 years probably. Um, so why not just... In- and recycling completely, send it all to the incinerator. Wouldn't that be cheaper? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, so incineration is, is a cost in itself. And even when we do finish the incineration process, there's still the ash that's left over, and that ash has to go somewhere. But you also lose all the value of those products. When people throw away something, they go to a, they get their coffee and they drink their drink in just a few minutes. You lose not only just that material, but you lost the labor, the transportation, the emissions, the water, the resource. That when it's just making this little um, coffee cup in the straw and just sits in a landfill forever or sits in a waste energy facility to be burned, but then again, that ash goes somewhere. So it's important to not just think about um, the cost of it, but the environmental resources of it and all the additional benefits. Where's the ash go? Our ash goes to our, has to go to a landfill, just like Pinellas County. The ash still has oh, to go somewhere as well. It still ends up in a landfill. Mm-hmm. Stephanie? Yes, I just wanted to add on to what Danny was saying. <clears throat> I know the Hinckley Center, uh, University of Florida Hinckley Center, is looking at the cost to yeah, of, disposal, <laughs> of d- disposal. And we've just done some internal calculations, our department, and we've come up with it's $400 per ton is what landfill space costs. Because as Danny mentioned, you know, they are forever. And once landfills fill up and close, you're supposed to take care of them for 30 years after that. And so we have to set aside money to take care of it. And really it's probably a lot more than 30 years. Mm-hmm. So, so the cost to landfill, the cost to incinerate, uh, as Danny mentioned, saving those resources, you know, aluminum cans, it was at 75% of aluminum that's ever been mined is still in existence today. Wow. And you don't have to go through all of the... Um, environmental uh, degradation to mine if you just recycle those aluminum cans. We've got um, an email from David who wants to know, what do you think about plastic alternatives that are plant-based? I've seen cups, forks, et cetera, that are presumably plant-based at Florida, Florida Aquarium and other locations. Do you recycle those or throw those away? Plant-based uh, stuff. Plant-based or compostable products should be composted in your own backyard. Um, they're biodegradable, but they're not recyclable uh, curbside, like a paper straw, for instance. Gotcha. So, yeah, okay. you can definitely compost those. Interesting. So, compost is, is another example of how you can, um, I don't know if it's reuse or... or it's recycling. Re- it's reducing, right? It, it is recycling. We mm-hmm. compost at home. The city of Tampa has a great program. Uh, we got a free um, compost container that we use. and keeps the rats out. It's terrific. And it takes a lot of uh, waste out of the, out of the, the landfill, right? So is, do you guys have programs like that in Pinellas and Hillsboro? Oh, definitely. Uh, I compost at my home, too. And between my whole family, I think we take out our garbage bin maybe once every month, maybe every, once every two months be- between our recycling and composting. Wow. But our extension department with the University of Florida teaches composting classes and gives you all the tools you need to do it. We give you the bin, the thermometer, the kitchen bucket, the resource guide, and they're an excellent, amazing resource. So definitely follow the rules of um, the products that you buy. And, and anything really made from plant is considered compostable. Um, even fingernails and hair clippings. <laughs> um, right, which really grosses me out. And but hair. Yeah, it is recyclable. Hair itself, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we have a lot of chicken poop in our backyard, so that's why we started composting. But. Um, we've got um, some callers. I want to get to some of the calls. So, Steve, you've been patiently um, holding. Um, so, Steve from Tampa, you're on the line. What's on your mind? Hi. Steve from Tampa. Can you hear me all right? Yep. Uh, just a quick question. When um, some states were looking at putting in uh, glass bottle recycling, and if you've been to Michigan or New York, um, you know, it's 10 cents per bottle, that sort of thing. But here's my question. Everywhere I go now, and it's great because I use it, everybody else does, there's an Amazon locker box. And it's high tech. It always works. And I'm just wondering, would it be possible to explore, you know, with the folks at Amazon, whether they could put a small recycling bin for the cardboard that they use to send us our stuff and make so much money? It seems like a sort of a straightforward thing to do if you can identify point sources of large yep, picking up the boxes. They do do something where they, if you order multiple things, ask you if you want everything to come at once, so it's in the one box. So they, I do notice Amazon doing that one thing. Um, Daniel or I Stephanie, great. I think that's great. I mean, the idea here would be, as the economist put it, try to put what's known as the externalities the costs of what they do, try to redirect it to the best person who has an incentive to take care of it. And that would certainly be Amazon. All I ever see in all the garbage bins, just just oodles of Amazon. And I'm not, I'm not down on Amazon, but it seems to me that, you know, there should be, it might be helpful to put a recycling bin there. Even if Amazon wouldn't do it, perhaps municipalities might find it to their advantage, mm-hmm. um, have you know, have the recycling of clean near where parts. those near where the lockers are. What do you think, uh, Daniel or Stephanie? Thanks for the call, Steve. Yeah, I'm trying to think about um, about that logistically. Um, somebody would need to manage it, and and generally, you know, the the folks that are using those might have access to recycling. They might not. That might be something that would be a good advocacy question mm-hmm. for Amazon. To um, I know that they have goals, you know, sustainability right. goals that they're that they're setting and maybe they've even considered something like that and uh, looked at how that would work and, and maybe it's in the works or, or maybe they've decided not to do it, but that might be something to reach out to their sustainability folks and see. Um, we've got, th- this is for you, uh, Daniel, um, Andrew in Hillsborough says, we need bigger recycling bins. My trash is picked up two times a week, but my recycling is only once a week and my recycling bin is always full. My garbage can is usually empty. That's a good sign, I think. Yeah, we hope that as long as you're putting everything correctly in the recycling bin, um, we actually do provide extra bins. If you call our customer service team at 813-272-5680, you can get an order, uh, an additional bin. Um, or if you have access, similar to Pinellas County, we do have drop-off locations. We have five open 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., six days a week, Monday through Saturday. You can bring your excess recycling there, too. Um, let's take another call. we got Jackie um, in Sarasota. She has a suggestion for what to do with these plastic containers that our delicious berries come in. Jackie, you're on the line. What's up? Uh, yeah, the item that uh, Tom brought up, the clamshell plastic containers that fruit comes in. Um, my uh, daughter's neighbor uses those to protect her mangoes. Open it up. They're, they're short ends. <laughs> it has a big enough space for the stem. 
It clips around the mango. The air can circulate. The sun gets through it, but the squirrels can't get at those mangoes. Brilliant. That is fun. That, that's Love a great it. idea. <laughs> I don't know how many mangoes I lose to squirrels. <laughs> right. Well, there you go. Use those clamps. Save those clamshell containers. Put a basket out in the shed or something and wash them out. Throw them in there. And when mango season comes around, you'll be all set. Okay. Hits Thank from you, Jackie. Jackie. Um, and then we've got um, Pamela. Pamela, you're on the line. Um, what's on your mind? Hi. Yes. Um, I just had a suggestion on um, helping people with knowing how to properly recycle. Okay. And I meant I like somebody's idea with sending flyers out, but as the other person said, maybe it would get overlooked or they wouldn't look at it. But how about possibly having the recycling garbage men pop a new sticker on the recycling bin with those extra reminders of how to properly recycle. And then also when they get a new contract, because doesn't it change? Like if you get a new contract or something, it might change. So that that could happen too. So that that's an idea, Pamela. Thanks for the suggestion. What do you guys think? That's a great Maybe. idea. Plenty of counties um, like Sarasota has the stickers on top of their bins. And as long as you have residents remember to look at them, um, <laughs> they, they can definitely That's be useful. Important. And I, I have a question because I've read this in uh, the news recently, not exactly sure where, Twitter, whatever, um, about hot loads. So this is the result of somebody putting stuff in the garbage that shouldn't belong there. Like so paint, like paint thinner and things that get really batteries. hot and then obviously with right. a rag and then the next thing you know, there's a fire. So we talked about stuff you shouldn't recycle, you shouldn't put in the recycling bin, but tell us about stuff you shouldn't put in anything. That, that's a great question. Uh, I, that's why I like to say when in doubt, leave it out rather than when in doubt, throw it out because something should not be thrown out. For example, like lithium ion rechargeable batteries, as you mentioned. And um, that would be what kind of, when you say that, what does that mean? Any, re any electronic, really, uh, cell phones, tablets, laptops, gaming equipment. Um, if it has rechargeable battery in it, 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 it is a possibility to start a, start a fire. So especially when you mix a bunch of uh, flammable material. So a hot load is, yeah, something in the back of that truck. It, but it didn't have to be batteries, too. It could have been fertilizers or chemicals, pool chemicals. Starts a fire. You see smoke come out the back. They have to, that's a danger to the asset, the life of the driver. And now we have to dump that um, securely and, and cool that and off. And that's happened recently, right? Yes, it many times. all the time. All, all the time. all the time, really. Rechargeable batteries are the number one cause of fires across the country. You can see tons of reports. The EPA had a report um, across the country at always facilities. Um, so you really have to keep certain things, hazardous waste out of the recycling bin and the trash can, dispose them properly. What about paint? Paint too. Paint does not belong in the recycling bin or uh, trash cart. We do take paint six days a week at our community collection centers. So I think people sometimes get confused. Oh, they take paint. Let's put it in the recycling bin. Let's put it in the trash can. Come bring it to us and we'll dispose of it properly for you. Okay. And um, we got an email from Annie Ellis. She sent us another email. wants to know about shredding green waste. Why aren't we shredding green waste and offering free mulch or compost for our citizens? So in Tampa, we do have, um, we re I can recycle my yard waste. I it's put an awesome a trash thing. can full of it uh, what this about morning. And, and Pinellas? Pinellas, yeah. Um, nine of the 24 cities have separate collection for yard waste. Um, residents can also bring it to our solid waste disposal complex. We do grind it into usable mulch and we distribute it at, at three county parks and also at our facility for free. And that's available to anybody, businesses or residents. How about Hillsborough? Same with Hillsborough, our curbside collection of yard waste, we do mulch and we do um, sell it to market, but we do have a nice percentage of it that's available for residential pickup at two of our yard waste processing sites. Oh, I'm going to get the addresses of those. Yeah. yeah. I think you can also uh, get free compost from Tico. Um, I think they will deliver it. They'll dump it in your driveway. You'll have to move it because we did that once. Uh, it was 
quite a job moving that to the backyard, but that's another way yeah. of, of reusing somebody else's waste. It had a lot of like stuff, like garbage mixed in with it, though, which was... Which was well, not a, garbage, but a lot of stuff you didn't necessarily you didn't want. Really want. Yeah, like yeah. paper and things like that. It's a little bit strange. Um, let's see. We've got another um, email. Um, wants to know how to dispose of electronics. What is the best way to dispose of le- electronics? The stuff you're not supposed to put in anything. Uh, I'll start for Hillsborough County. If you live in Hillsborough County, even City of Tampa residents, Temple Terrace, Plant City, if you go to any one of our community collection centers, six days a week, we take... All electronics, um, there are limits on how much you can bring monthly, but if you go online to our website, hcflgov.net forward slash trash, click on electronics and paint, and you can see the, what we accept and the days and hours locations. Uh, and in Pinellas, we just had a recent change about electronics collection. Um, as Danny mentioned, we still recommend that if you have rechargeable batteries, electronics, to take those to a drop-off location. In Pinellas, you can visit um, pinellas.gov forward slash where, and that's our where does it go search tool, and that will help you find reuse, recycling, disposal opportunities. Um, we do recommend that other electronics that don't have rechargeable batteries can be placed in the garbage and that is because electronics have changed a lot over the years. Um, a lot of pla- plastic casing that really has no recycling market and those metal components we can recover at our waste to energy facility. So I would recommend that um, you put those in the garbage if they don't have a rechargeable battery. And then also if it's bulky um, to call your um, provider and they might build you a special pickup if it's a huge TV or something. Um, we've got just a few minutes left. And one of the things that I really has been interesting to hear the two of you talk is you both really just walk that walk. You know, you're talking about recycling and thrifting and you immediately look at the, I just was amazed that you looked at the handled um, paper bag and thought you could use those little handles to tie up gifts. (laughs) It's a ribbon. It's not a handle. It's not garbage. It's a ribbon. Um, So that's really awesome. And you went to new college, Stephanie, right? Environmental studies. Um, what was that program like there? Uh, well, that was in the early 90s. It was incredible. Um, we did not have grades. Um, we had, when you signed up for a semester, you signed a contract. <laughs> it's a little early to sign contracts, but you sign a contract. You say, I'm going to complete these four classes. You know, I'm going to do whatever independent study project. And you pass or fail your entire semester. A lot of pressure, but the um, sponsors were there to support you. Um, you can design your classes. I worked in an emergency room at Tampa General because I thought I wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> and then I worked in there and I worked uh, 12 hour shifts in the trauma room. And I'm like, eh, <laughs> I don't know. I love the environment. <laughs> so, um, anyway, it was an incredible experience. Well, that's going to change. And, and, and then what about Daniel? <laughs> the new what regime is going to change all that, Stephanie. Well, and what about you, Daniel? Where's your, how did you end up in this world? Oh, well, all the way back in elementary school, I would just like to thank my elementary school teacher. She had introduced me to climate change and global warming, and I felt like it was so imminent that I was freaking out. And I was like, why isn't everyone else freaking out too? <laughs> I, I didn't realize it wasn't, it's a, it's a long process, but it, it's here. And so that kind of put me on this path. I studied environmental engineering at University of Florida, got a minor in sustainability studies where I met my wife now. Um, and uh, it's just been you know, just helping advocate and, and educate. And I'm hoping to make Tampa Bay a number one, you know, leader in this in this space. Like when you hear California, Seattle, you think of you no know, litter and recycling and composting. I want that here. And Stephanie, real quick, uh, Thursday's county commission meeting, it's a workshop to talk about changes. What time, where can people uh, participate? Yes, it's... Um I believe it's it's not a public comment meeting. It's a work session. So it's uh, Thursday, August 10th. 
and I'll have to get you the time. I have it on my calendar. It's in the morning. But uh, just keep paying attention to that. There will be yes. changes afoot with Pinellas. And we have a website, a landing page for our ordinance revisions, and we are updating that page. Um, and so you can go to pinellas.gov forward slash propose all the ways ordinance revisions. Thank you. Right. Um, thanks for being with us. It was a great conversation. Really appreciate it. Thanks to John for running the board. Irene, we kept you busy. Thanks for answering the phone. Up next is Alternative Radio. This is WMNF Tampa.